Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. I'm pretty excited about the guy I've got on today. Like, he's like one of these um, secret weapons almost. Like, he's in the background making everybody famous throughout the world. <laughs> I'm kidding, not everybody. I'm not, I'm not his client yet. So, um, but anyway, without any more from me, I want to welcome Mr. Bruce Serban to the show. Bruce, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. Great to be here. Man, I'm, I'm excited to have you on. We have a very good mutual friend, Lisa Copeland, that introduced us. Yep. Lisa, Lisa is quite the connector, isn't she? Absolutely. Gotta, I love Lisa. She's great. She's amazing. So, so, Bruce, you know, this show, I developed it to um, just, to, I mean, to help people have a breakthrough in life because I think everybody in life, we hit those 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 walls we hit those um blocks in life and we don't know how to get through it or around it or whatever and i think that you know we 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 gain a lot of power by hearing other people's stories of overcoming those things right so so let's start with you let's let's talk about where you were born and raised Sure. So I'm from Florida and I tell people I'm from Florida and then they're like, well, where were you born? And I'm like, no, I was born in Florida because <laughs> I, I guess it's funny, you know, most people around my age, there really aren't that many native, you know, true native Floridians. And I guess, you know, my parents just came down here. They were from up, up north in New York and, you know, they wanted to get out of the cold. And so they got married and came down here before they had me. So I was born and raised here. And it's, it's so funny when I tell people that because, you know, they always look at me. But, um, you know, have that, that funny look like, wow, a true native Floridian. But, um, yeah, and, and then I grew up down here. I obviously live down here now and went to school out in Tampa. And then before my wife and I got married, she got offered an internship up in Boston. And I was so excited about this because I had never seen snow, you know, never really been around cold weather. And I'm, I'm stoked, right? I'm like, let's go. We're going to Boston. So we move everything. We go up to Boston and, you know, it was like right in the middle of winter. And I just looked at her. I said, okay, it's, it's either me or Boston, you know, we're going back. And, you know, we, we luckily she chose me and, you know, we came back here and, you know, lived down here ever since. So, so you'd never seen snow. I had never seen it, you know, and the first time, you know, you're all excited and I'm running out like a little kid, you know, playing with it, you know, making <laughs> snowballs, throwing it around. And then I'm like, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, wait a minute, I got to go to work in this and shovel it off the driveway. Right. And you realize, wait a minute, I want to go back to Florida, you know, this yeah. is so great. That's funny, man. Yeah, yeah. we had, I woke up yesterday morning here in Ohio and we had frost all over the ground. Yeah, we're 95 degrees still outside, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so well, I lived in, in the desert out in Vegas for a year. So, um, yeah, no. The desert's yeah. not fun. <laughs> no, no not at all. No. Not at all. But, but I think I'm going to be a, a Floridian. You know, we don't we don't love the hurricane season so much, but yeah. the rest of the time, it's, it's pretty great. Now, so. are you on the East Coast or West Coast? We're on the East Coast, uh, okay. sort of, you know, between like Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach. Actually, it's it's kind of a sad story because up until about a year ago, nobody had ever heard of the city that I lived in. And now I tell people, well, I'm, I live in Parkland, Florida. And of course, you know, everybody, oh, that's where the, the school shooting was. Oh. And 
Yeah, that's about you know about a mile down the street from from where we live, oh my and gosh, man. it's you know I didn't personally know anybody you know in the school anyone who lost their lives, but you know I knew friends who who knew people, and it's just you can't imagine what it does. This is you know a real tight knit, real close community, and generally a very safe place. You know that's why people live here very nice, and then this just you you can't even imagine. I mean words can't even describe really what it was like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that yeah. was that was awful, man. Yeah, I have a, I have a buddy that's a cop down there in mm. in Hollywood. So I, I yeah, that's yeah. that's terrible. But so so you so is that where you grew up? Was that area? In this area, you know, the city I grew up, most people have heard of Coral Springs. It's yeah. uh, a little to the south, one city over to the yeah. south. And yeah, I grew up there, went to school there, and and then went to college out in Tampa on the west coast. And I think I still like the East Coast a little bit better. I still go out there a lot to see yeah. some friends or for, for business. But yeah, just, you know, born, raised here, friends, family here, and just always kind of came back to, to this coast. So, yeah. Wow. So you, let me ask you this, like as a kid and, you know, in high school, like, you know, all your buddies here in Ohio, you know, you get all your friends together in a group and you all, you know, go to daytona or somewhere for right. spring break if you're born and raised in florida where in god's name do you vacation number yeah. one and number two yeah. where do you go for spring break like down the street pretty much you know <laughs> i mean you know port lauderdale beach was the, the big thing for some time and then it oh moved north God. up to daytona and you know sometimes you go down a little south down to the keys key largo key west um you know uh People go out to the Bahamas is is pretty close, you know, not yeah. too far. But yeah, we don't uh, we don't have to venture very far. It's uh, it's like paradise, you that's know. It's crazy, pretty, man. Pretty great, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. so you so you went to high school there. You went to did you, you end up did you go to college? I did. So I went to high school down here in, in South Florida. Then went to uh, college in Tampa, at the University of Tampa. Okay. Great, uh, great little school, and uh, right in the heart of downtown. It, it was great, you know, living actually in downtown Tampa. You know, yeah. good sized city, not the not the biggest city in the world, but certainly a, a good sized city. And you know, very very different experience. You know, kind of going from the suburbs into like a, a major city. But it was it was a lot of fun, you know. It was I wasn't what you would call you know the model student that that's for sure. You know, had a yeah. a lot of fun and you know like a lot of us and uh, you know and and yeah, but college was was great for two reasons. You know, obviously it was it was a great you know learning and social and, and friends and whatnot. But I actually got my start in my career. In college, you know, when I was growing up, I wanted my dream was to work in TV news, right? I wanted to be a TV news reporter. And so when I was in college in my junior year, I got my first break. I got an internship with the Fox affiliate out in Tampa, Florida. And it was a phenomenal experience, you know, kind of working in the newsroom and, you know, hands-on experience and kind of shadowing the photographers and the reporters and, and going out into the fields and seeing what it takes to to put a newscast together. It was just a phenomenal experience. And and that really helped set me up, you know, for, for my career. So it was, it was a great, great experience. Wow. So what I'm doing with this show, you've you've done, <laughs> like, but on real TV. That's awesome. So, so with, with the, um, 
so your what was your major? Were you was it like media or something or? Yeah, so you know my major was communications. Okay. Um, and yeah, again, just wanted to to go into broadcast journalism. Right. Um, that was my my big thing. So the school I was at at the time didn't really have a specific broadcast journalism program. It was just a general communications program. But the advantage of being in a large city like Tampa, you know, it's a pretty big size media market. So you know, getting a chance to to intern and then eventually get hired at this TV station, you know, you just, you can't beat that. It was just great, great experience. So, so what now, now, you know, I know you now own your own company and we'll get into that. But, um, before we get into that, I mean, let's talk about some of the, because typically you don't come out of college, get one job and, and that's it for life. Like that happens, right. but it's rare anymore. Right. So, Absolutely. so what was, what were some of the, um, things that you did after college. Yeah, absolutely. So it's some really great stories, you know. Um, so when I was an intern, the beauty of that was I really got to experience just every aspect of the TV news business. And I'm telling you, like, we would go out, you know, just some crazy stories. You know, we would go out and actually go on these ride-alongs with the with the local police, with the Tampa Police Department, you know, and, you know, we'd ride along when they were doing drug busts and prostitution stings, oh and, my you know, and it was just wild, and you really, you know, you, you gain a lot of respect for what these people do. I mean, it's a, it's a scary job, and they're putting their lives on the line, and shush, I mean, just... Uh, my hat's off to, to all the men and women who do that, but yeah. you know it, it was just phenomenal, and you know you just get to to be on the front line of you know so much breaking news. I'll never forget, you know, we covered plane crashes and and murders. One time we were out in the field, and we had this guy who uh, unfortunately shot and killed two police officers, and he was barricaded in this home, right oh in this home gosh. in this neighborhood in Tampa. And so we've got you know the police have the scene roped off, and and we're in the news vehicle, you know, just waiting to see are they gonna you know are they gonna storm in are they going to bring the guy out is he going to surrender and the guy comes out and he actually starts shooting right and everyone in the conference like get down get down and so once it was all over the reporter i was shadowing she says to me she says well you can go back and tell your college bodies your, your college buddies you know how, how many of you were shot at today oh <laughs> my gosh so it's a wild wild experience but wow. you, you really get to see a lot and i, I think what ultimately is as fun and exciting you know as it is i think what ultimately drove me out of the business after about five or six years you just kind of get tired of the whole local television news scene it's like you know how many murders can i cover how many car accidents can i can i report on and you know one day i think what really hit me and i I still remember this to this day uh i I come in one morning and and my boss says to me he says we're covering this big story there was a a shooting a robbery and a shooting at a gas station right he says that the clerk was shot and killed for like 60 bucks in the cash register drawer he says and i want you to try to get an exclusive interview with his wife his, his widow and i and i looked at him and I'm thinking, okay, I know, you know, journalists like to get, you know, the scoop oh and get the story. Gosh. Like, you want me to call this this poor widow who just lost her husband? Yeah, we you know we got to get the story. We we got to be the first one. And and I, and I called her up, and I'm like, you know, hi, ma'am. Uh, my name's Bruce from Fox 13. R- real sorry for your loss. Uh, can we come out and interview you? <laughs> you know, and it it just sticks with me to this day because I just felt like the scum of the earth, you know, so low and wow, it just. Yeah, I'm, I'm much happier on this side. I <laughs> yeah. got out of the TV news business and, and became a, a publicist well, and did so lots of different types what, of PR. What did she say? 
We got the interview, and I tell you to this day, I I don't know how. I don't know how we got that interview because I and I still feel so bad about doing that. I mean, it was my job and everything, but geez. Uh, I, I I gotta tell you, I was in when I was in uh, West Virginia, living there. Um, I was in the the um, the uh, satellite business doing sat, you know satellite installation stuff and I ended up hooking up with a bunch of people in media and, and like television anchor people and and the weather guy and the sports guy and I ended up playing on this baseball team with all of them a men's baseball league <laughs> I've not like these people like were were crazy. Like they were crazy. Like, dude, you're a weather guy in West Virginia, okay? Like, like, but they, you know, you'd have thought that I was playing ball with Charlton Heston or something. I was like, dude, you're not that important. Like, stop for real. Like, it was funny. But you know, they get, you know, what I'm talking about. They get these huge egos. Yeah, you know, it's like you ever see uh, the movie Anchorman with Will Ferrell, where he's like, yeah, I'm kind of a big deal, right? You know, it's, you know, sometimes with some of them, some of them are very grounded, down to earth people. Others, you know, it, it's like the fame or the, you know, being on the camera all the time. It, it does go to their head. That, it, that's for sure. It so. does, man. Holy moly. So, um, that's funny. I almost got into a fight with the weather guy. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, it was crazy. Like, uh, uh anyway, so, um, it, so I can understand, I can understand why you would want to get away from that. I mean, you, it does take a, a, a different kind of person for sure. That's for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, <clears throat> So with um, after you got and you said five or six years, which is actually a long time. I mean, that's that's a lot of time to be in that business. But so were you like on on behind the camera? I mean, you were in front like at the desk or. Yeah, so I I really wasn't. In front of the camera, um, you know, I started out as what my, my title was called news assignment editor, which is really one of the people in the newsroom who who helps, you know, sort through and plan the day's coverage. You know, you're kind of the one who, you know, you have a, a folder or these days, I'm sure it's all electronic, you know, for every day of the week. And you kind of determine, you know, which stories are we going to cover? Which stories aren't we going to cover? You're like the gatekeeper of the newsroom. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of keep track of, of everything, you know, where are all the reporters? Were all my photographers. You're updating, you know, the latest information about breaking news, and you know, just like that, doing all the logistics and everything. And did that for a couple of years, and and then, um, you know, the assistant news director comes to me because I had showed some interest. You know, I wanted to do some writing, some producing, and, and eventually, you know, on camera. Now, never forget, the assistant news director comes to me and. And she says, you know, well, you know, can can you write? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I, I can write. You know, I've been writing forever. She says, well, can you write for TV news? And I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, I've never done it, but sure, sure. Yeah, okay. right. Absolutely, right. Like you just gotta say yes. And you know, those those first few tries, it was it was pretty rough. And you know, I'm sure my colleagues weren't all that too enthused. But you know, you, you pick it up, and you know, eventually, I, I got the hang of it and became a news producer. And you know, would write the anchor scripts for the wow. evening news, and and that was fun. That was that was really 
really, I, I enjoyed that. You know, you get to be creative and, you know, you're kind of putting the words in, in their mouths and uh, it was good. I, I really enjoyed that, you know, and it's like, you know, you're on the hot seat, you know, shuffling around your rundown for the, you know, for that particular newscast. So it was a, a lot of fun. A- absolutely a lot of fun. Great experience. So you, you, uh, you, you eventually, though, you decided to get out of that. Yeah, and, you know, it's and, just I, I never made it in front of the camera. You know, I don't think you really start out as an on-air personality in a top fifteen media market. You know, you uh, got to start out in some, you know, in yeah. a, a little town like you know Laredo, Texas, or something, right. something <laughs> like that, and slowly right. work your way up. And you know, and I'm and I was just like, you know, I I don't feel like going to one of these little places, and I was kind of tired and. And like I said, just burnt out on the whole local TV news scene. I'm like, there's got to be something better out there. And, and that's yeah. when I crossed into the, the PR world and started doing, you know, different types of, of public relations. And it was funny because even, you know, with all the different types of PR I would do, it, I always came back to the media side of it. You know, I still always, you know, I guess you just never lose that. You know, once you're a media person, you just never lose it. And, yeah. you know, and. That, that's what I enjoy the best, and, and that's what I focus on. So, so for those the 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 folks that are watching this right now um, that don't understand what because PR is a, a pretty broad and widely used term. I've seen <laughs> I've seen people people say they do PR that don't even know what PR is. So, um, from your perspective, why don't you tell everybody kind of what a PR person or a publicist does yeah you know it's like you said pr is a very broad term you know you could have a an event coordinator who technically calls himself a pr person or a social media expert who says well sure i'm in the pr business but a, a true publicist you know like myself the goal is when i work with a client is you know to get that person featured in the media whether that's print media like you know newspapers magazines you know trade journals it could be online media any you know reputable news outlet with a dot com after its name or or a blog or it could be you know broadcast media television and, and radio interviews and really what we tend to do what my specialty is is taking my clients and really showcasing their expertise for journalists i'll, I'll give you an example you know this is a, a bit of a high level example but you know, you turn on, let's say, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever you want, and all day long you see interview after interview after interview with these so-called experts, right? right. People who are there explaining a news story. So it's somebody like myself who kind of – I'm like the matchmaker, the middle guy who takes my client and puts him or her in front of that news producer and says, hey, you know, you're covering this story. I've got a great expert who can speak about this, and I try to make those kind of placements happen. And, you know, even on a smaller scale, it could be, you know, the same setup where we know a a newspaper reporter. They need to speak with experts about a topic that they're writing about. And so I'm that guy who says, hey, you know, I've got this person. You know, this this person's a real expert in the story you're working on. You know, you should speak to him or her, and I I try to make that happen. That is awesome. That is awesome. So so you have – You've worked with with some pretty famous people. Yeah, you know it's, and I've worked with you know just a lot of business owners, mom and pop shops, and, and yeah. authors and entrepreneurs. But yeah, I've I've definitely had you know some some run-ins along the way with some some pretty famous people, which is always fun. You know, it, it's always fun. Um, I did a little work. We all know uh, Nick Cannon, right? He wasn't my direct client, but I worked on a project with Nick. Um, you know, many things he's done. You know, he used to be the host of what was it, America's Got Talent, I think, before yeah. Tyra Banks took over. Yeah. But you know, and 
Nick was a, it was a nice guy, but it was so funny. I'll never forget this. We were doing this morning TV show out in I think it was, yeah it was in San Diego, right? He was going live on their morning newscast and to talk about the you know talk about this project we're working on. And he was so concerned about his hair, and he's had many different you know hairstyles over the years. But this was a time when his hair was like super super short. I mean, like I'm losing mine, right? But he had barely <laughs> any hair left, like no hair. And he's like, I need a comb. I need a comb. I got to make sure my hair. And I looked at him. I'm like. Nick, you don't have any hair there. Come on, you know, you just you can walk in front of the camera, your hair's gonna look the same whether right. you run a culture or not. And you know, just funny things. I also did some work with Kevin Harrington from uh, Shark Tank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great guy, you know, founder of the uh the infomercial and yeah. you know, as as seen on TV products and right. Yeah, just a, a lot of people. Uh, another great client of mine, Bernice Armour, uh, goes by the nickname Fly Girl. She's America's first African-American female combat pilot. Phenomenal wow. story. Served two tours in Iraq, you know, flying around the desert. Wow. And, and now she goes out and she's a professional speaker and, you know, speaks on leadership and motivation and just phenomenal woman. So, yeah, it, it's, it's exciting because you get to meet a lot of different types of people and really learn – a lot about a lot of different things that's for sure that is so awesome man so you've done a lot of of pretty cool stuff but like you know let you know this show is literally about um having a breakthrough you know and and getting through the hard times so has it always been easy for you did you just wake up one day and you're like I can't believe the way that millions of dollars roll in every day. And well, I would say millions. <laughs> <laughs> you and I can work on that, yeah, but right. absolutely not. And I'll be honest with you: there are days where even now I'm, you know, banging my head on the wall. You know, like we're putting out, you know, trying to 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 get you know a journalist interested in a story or interested in, in a client. And I'll put together what I think is a, a great, what we call media pitch. It's our outreach to journalists. And I think it's a, a pretty good write up. And, and, and I'll be sitting there on some days and I'm like, gosh, why isn't anybody biting? And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, everything is in place. So absolutely, you know, even when you hit your success and, you know, in my case, I've worked with a lot of the big national shows, worked with, you know, pretty much every media outlet there. Absolutely. I mean, I have days where I'm just like, come on, why can't I convert this? Why can't I get this interview? Why can't I get this media placement? And, you know, and it's not just in that, even in other areas of my business, you know, one of the, the things I can laugh at now, but man, I was mortified when this happened. So, you know, as you know, you know, when you're a small business owner, people start to know you and you get your name out there and, you know, it's, it's quite common where people will come in and they'll say, would you, would you, you know, can you come speak to our group? Can you do a speaking engagement? Right. And I had never done anything like this. This is about six, seven years ago. And I got invited to this great, you know, small business entrepreneurial event. And they're like, you know, oh yeah, we want you to talk to the crowd about what you do in publicity. And, and I didn't really know anything about keynote speaking at the time. And, you know, I, I've learned quite a bit since then. And I thought yeah. it was all about getting up there and, and teaching. And, and what I learned in along the way, it's kind of about, you know, storytelling and entertaining the audience and, and really not putting them to sleep. So, so I get up there, you know, there's this crowd of four or 500 people and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to teach them all about publicity. And, you know, and I, and I do that and, and I come off the stage and I'm all proud of myself. I'm like, wow, that was pretty good. You know, first time on a stage speaking to 400 people. I'm like, I, I killed it. Right. And, uh, you know, the event organizer comes up to me and he's like, well, so how do you think it went? I'm like, oh man, I'm like, that was great. I'm sure they learned a lot. And he's just looking at me. He's like, not, not so much, Bruce. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, and, 
And, and I've gone through since then, you know, I've done a, a lot of speaking on a lot of stages since then and, and learned, you know, it's about the stories and entertaining and keeping the audience engaged and saving those teaching moments for, for other times when they bring you in for that. But, yeah. but you know, to go back to your question, there's, there's always ups and downs. And even once you think you have it figured out, you know, something comes along and it's going to totally throw you. And, and that's just a part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you, you, um, I know you've gotten clients on national, national, um, networks, Fox, NBC, CBS, all of them. I'm sure you've gotten your clients on, on some talk shows and, and things like that. Um, and, and I think that, and, and there's another friend of mine on here. She's a, she's a publicist out in, in LA. Um, but, and she works primarily with rock bands, <laughs> like, like hard rock bands. And, yeah. but, um, so, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of creativity to, to, you know, I, I know that like my wife's done a little bit of that stuff, but you know, when you're reaching out to, to um a television network to to you know get somebody up. like it's not it's not easy like it's and, not and, and it's not you know there you know the saying it's um it's not uh, it's not what you know it's who you know right but it's it's really who knows you <laughs> like right yeah you know it's funny because you know People, you know, they think, well, you're a publicist. You can just automatically get me on. I hear this all the time. You know, people will say to me, well, when are you going to get me on the Today Show? When are you going to get me on Good Morning America? And it's like, <laughs> hold on a second, you know, because there are, unfortunately, you know, people in my business who will say, yeah, we can get you on these TV shows and we can get you in the newspaper and, and we can get you all these great placements and we'll make you famous. And, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it really doesn't work that way. You know, right. really, we're working on best efforts. Like you said, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's very competitive. And, you know, we do the best we can. And sure, you know, we've done some, you know, we, I, I've got some phenomenal success stories. Yes, I put people on the Today Show and Good Morning America and the Wall Street Journal and all those places. But let's be honest, does that happen every day or every week or every month? Absolutely not, you know, and you know, and people come in with these such high expectations and visions, which I think is great. I mean, that's phenomenal. I like somebody to be truly motivated and want to see great things happen. But you can't approach it that way because it's just not going to happen. And the other advantage, too, what I try to explain to people, you know, people say, well, I don't want to. You know, they, they kind of get that a little bit of an ego where they're like, well, I can't show up in a, a small media market. You know, I'm better than that. But you really do want to show up there because any media opportunity you have, you always want to say yes to it because, number one, you never know who's going to see it. You never know who it's going to resonate with. You know, number two, it's it's all credibility. It's all major credibility and sort of like a silent endorsement from that media outlet to you that says, hey, you know, this person is an expert. This person has something important to say. There's a reason this person is our guest. And, you know, and number three, once you do have the opportunity to do a national TV show, CNN, Today's Show, whatever it is, you're going to be more prepared. You're going to be more confident. You know, if I were to put a client on the Today Show the first time out of the gate, I'm not going to feel too confident about that because they've never been in a TV studio. They, they are not experienced with, you know, fielding questions from the anchor. They're not, you know, 
accustomed to that live environment where anything can happen. So there's a reason, you know, we like to to start slow and it's not that the publicist is trying to take your money, but but like you were saying, it's it's difficult. Those those aren't things, you know, those big national plates placements. They happen, but they don't happen all the time. Well, and I, I think that, you know, like in the beginning, there's there's no way, like, I'm sure you can call the Wall Street Journal or you could call um, the, you know, Fox News or, or, or whatever, and you probably know people there now, and there are people that know you. But day one, <laughs> they, they're like, Bruce who? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> click, like, you know, and, and again, I'm, a, I'm making assumptions, but like, you know, it's it's not it's it takes time, and and so many people get into a business or they have a great idea and they want to blow it up and they want to hire a publicist and maybe they even have investors and can afford a publicist, right? And 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 so they they give you all this money and then they're like sitting there uh, uh, thirty days later going, what, what what what's going on? Why haven't you got me on Good Morning America? What's you know? It's like. Wait a minute, like, like everybody take a deep breath and relax for a minute. This takes a little bit more time, right? Exactly. You know, I, I've had plenty of people who, who come to me and they say, well, well, can I hire you for 30 days? And I'm like, well, technically, I, I suppose you could hire me for 30 days. But, <laughs> you know, it's the people who generally stick with the process. You know, I've had clients who've been with me eight, nine, ten years, yeah. you know, because they just recognize the, the value of it. And, you know, and it's funny because sometimes with these long term clients, you know, we'll look back at, you know, when we started together, you know, at what they were getting back then, you know, compared to the, the publicity that they're getting now. And it's, it's night and day. So there certainly is a process, a building up process, like you said. And, yeah. you know, it, it does help, you know, sure. Can I pick up the phone and, and call a, a producer at Fox News or a reporter at the Wall Street Journal, I can. But I'll tell you this. I mean, sure, definitely helps to have those connections and and people who you know. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, I've had people, I've had, you know, plenty of journalists who, you know, we have a great working relationship. I would even consider some of them friends. But I've had some of them who've turned me down, who've said, you know, no, you know, I, I think you're great, Bruce, but this story's really not strong enough or this person you're trying to sell me on to speak to. I don't think this is a good match for me. So at the end of the day, it still comes down to the story we're selling or the expert we're trying to get the interview. So it does help to know those people and to work with them on a regular basis and to have those relationships. But yeah, you still, it's what am I, you know, what am I offering you right now? Is, is this a good fit for, for what I need? Right. I just had somebody on Facebook live ask, um, is hiring a publicist expensive or does it vary depending on services? It's a great question. You know, it's, all across the board. Yeah. Um, I, I this is so crazy. I had somebody come to me last week, and she said to me, um, she says, you know, I, I've, I've talked to a couple of firms in New York City, and you know, they, they seem to have a good plan, a, a good outline. I think they're going to do a good job, but but I can't afford it. And I said, I'm just curious, you know, what are you, what are they charging you? And, and she actually showed me the proposal, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty much, you know, word for word what we would do, how we would approach it. Right. And their price, they wanted twenty two and a half thousand a month, and I was just blown away by that. Twenty two thousand a month. Twenty two thousand, and I was 0. like, five. Twenty two point five, not two point five. Twenty two point five a, a month. month, right? 
And I was just like, this is just ridiculous, right? I'm like, I need to move to New York and, and raise my rates, apparently. I don't know. but Get the hell out I mean, of Florida, Bruce. What are you I doing? I get the hell out of Florida, exactly. But, no, it, it is all across the board. You know, we charge, you know, my firm, we charge 3000 a month. And we work month by month with clients. There are some firms they want to lock you into a six-month deal, a one-year deal. I like to go one month at a time. I don't like to be locked into anything, you know, be it publicity or, or any kind of contract, right. you know. Right. Um, but again, we explain to clients 30 days. No, I tell people give it three or four good months to see if this is something that's really a good fit. If we're able to generate publicity, what are the results we're getting and then evaluate it? Um, but but yeah, some of the prices out there, it's just it's absurd. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of that can be for sure. Again, I, I mean, uh, all things being equal. I think that if 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 it's worth that, right? I mean, if you said, "Ken, give me twenty five grand a month, and I'm going to make you after four months, you'll be making a million dollars a month," dude, I'm in. Sure, right? Absolutely. I'm in. Absolutely. Here's my credit card number. Let's roll. So, like, you know, I, but I mean, you got to. Here's here's something else that I see, and you know, I I would consider myself a social media branding expert. And, and, you know, but here's something I see. I see a lot of people that think going live on Facebook is going to make them famous. Now, I do agree that that will definitely play a big part, but there's strategy. You have to have a strategy. You can't just go live and talk about nonsense. Like, you have to have a strategy. So, you know, how about touching on that a little bit from a publicist perspective and and because you and I know that that Facebook is the new TV, Facebook Live. I mean, there's people. I've gone live at nine o'clock at night, Bruce, and and it's the most popular time of the day to go live because like everybody's sitting around watching primetime Facebook. <laughs> right. You know, it's right. Like, you so, know I'll, I'll tell you what really drives me crazy. You know, as a publicist on that side of it, you know, it's like I was saying. You know, I'll go to a client and I'll say, "Hey, you know, I've got this opportunity for you. This reporter with this daily paper in Market 150, right? There's about 210, 215 media markets out there. I'll say, "Oh, Market 157 wants to speak to you," or "Hey, I've got a morning TV opportunity for you when you're going to be out in Boise, Idaho, or someplace like that," right? And they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm above that. that. That's not good enough. But then they're the same people, you know, hey, here I am on Facebook Live, everybody. Hi, how you doing? And it's like, okay, wait a minute. You know, you just turned down an opportunity, you know, in front of thousands of people potentially, but you're here doing your Facebook Lives in front of a, a handful, maybe 50, 100 people at the most or something like that. And and that's what drives me crazy. But it's like you're saying, you know, there's there's a value in everything. There's a right. there absolutely is a value in, in Facebook and and Facebook Live. But I, I think really it's it's about an all encompassing plan and, and having a strategy that really hits on everything. You know, it's not just publicity. It's not just social media. It's not just advertising or YouTube. It's it's kind of just, you know. A little bit of everything, and like you said, really knowing what it is that I want to accomplish. What am I trying to, to to do by you know by getting out there? I mean, the one thing that I personally, you know, the reason I do publicity, and and the one thing I like about the media, is because if you look at other platforms, right, whether it's advertising, whether it's social media, 
those are vehicles that are available to everybody, right? I can go to my local paper and, and buy an ad and they'll run it. I can go on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and everybody can do that. But then you say, well, how many people in your industry do you know who are you know being quoted in the press and showing up on TV and doing radio interviews? And it's like, oh, you know, not that many. And, and even if you expand out on that, you say, well, well, how many people, not just in your field, but how many people do you know who are these media experts? And right. it's like, yeah, I, I don't know that many. So all of a sudden we have this platform that not everybody is in or they don't know how to take advantage of it. And for those few people, it's like this, it's major, major credibility. And it, it says something that, you know, they're there and everybody else isn't. So that's what I've always liked about the media. Right. And, and, and I think, you know, to make the point, you know, I have a pretty, this is a pretty popular show on Facebook. Um, but it's also, I have a, I have a, a what's it called? I, I, it's a TV channel on Binge Network, so it's broadcast on, on um, Amazon and Roku and Sony and, and, and all, all of, you know, uh, Apple TV, all that. But, the, you know, if, if I were to get a call from, you know, Fox News or CNBC and they said, hey, we want to interview you, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on October the 17th, I would not say, oh, I can't do that. I have Bruce Serbin on my show. Really? I wouldn't care if it was Grant Cardone on the show. Like, dude, we got to reschedule. Fox News wants me on. You're out. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't blame so, you. I, I don't mean, blame you. I would do it too. And, and it's not because it's it's what you said a minute ago. People need to understand that yes, Facebook Live is awesome if you have a strategy and you're not full of crap and you're actually talking about something of value and you're helping people. That's cool. But dude, like media controls this world. And and if 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 I can get on Fox News or I can get on CNBC, I'm sorry, Bruce, we're canceling your interview. <laughs> hey, I get it. I get right? it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you want to be there. Of course. I mean, it's, you know, and there's so many reasons. It's, you know, potentially exposure to thousands and, and thousands of people. And then when, you know, obviously the bigger the media outlet, they all have, you know, partnerships and sister, you know, stations and affiliates yeah. that could potentially pick something up. And, you know, a, a great strategy, something, you know, that I, that I like to see all my clients do is, you know, use your social media as part of your publicity. So yeah. let's say you get on a morning TV show. Well, guess what? Not only are you going to get the exposure from, you know, that appearance, but then take the link and put Post it on your Facebook, post it on your Twitter and, and LinkedIn. It's like exposure for the exposure. Really, you know, what I see is the people who leverage their media are the ones who are the most successful. I'll give you a quick example. Like so many times I'll, I'll work with an author, right? Now I wrote this new book and I want to get out there and talk about it, right? So we'll get them a, a morning TV show and they run home and, you know, the first thing they do is they run to Amazon and, or, or, you know, and they're looking, well, how many books did I sell? How many books did I sell? And, and then I get this phone call and they're all pissed off, right? Well, I don't understand. I didn't sell any books or I sold one or two books. And why is that, right? I was in front of thousands and thousands of people. Why didn't anybody buy my book? And, you know, like I said, it's really the people who leverage the media and just use it to build up, you know, take that credibility and just use it in every way possible are the ones who are the most successful. Great example. I've got a client, a guy by the name of Steve Siebold. 
And what he does, he's gotten so much TV exposure. He actually created a website, a standalone website for all of his TV, you know, appearances. It's actually a real website. You can go to www.steveontv.com and you'll see like 150, 200 of these interviews. And anytime he's on the phone with a prospect, right? Like he's a professional speaker. So anytime he's on the phone with a a company that, that wants to bring him in for a speech, you know, he'll say to them, well, are you in front of a computer? And the person will say, yeah, I'm, I'm in front of the computer. And he'll say, well, we'll type this uh, website, you know, steveontv.com. And, and they go there and they're looking at it and there's like a moment of silence and they're like, holy cow, who is this guy right. everywhere? We want to bring him in. So it's really taking your media and leveraging the heck out of it in every way you possibly can. And that's how you're going to be successful with it. Uh, I, amen. I agree so much, so much. It's like, um, you know, Grant Cardone has been on Fox News and CNBC and all these different and and he's been interviewed by um, I forget what that big financial uh, it's a web it's a web based thing. But anyway, and he uses all of that. My wife, you and I were talking before the show that she did all the PR for the Florida State Fair this past year. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and and they had her going to all the local, you know, these local TV outlets and the newspapers and doing interviews. And, and sure. she was on TV sitting at the news desk. Well, we got the actual raw file of that that video. They The news stations will send it to you. All you have to do is ask. And and then, like, guess what I did with that? I posted it like, wow, check this out. My wife was on the morning news and and uh, wherever it was, she's. She's on here. She loves you. I, well, you you guys have met, so or yeah, at least virtually. Right. Um, but you know, she's we use that, and it's it's again, it's one of those things. Like I've been on TV, I and and I have too. I've been interviewed by the local news station in in West Virginia. On uh, long story, but anyway, and and it's like that builds so much credibility in people's eyes. It you don't. Like I have the maybe one of the top Facebook shows in the world. It wouldn't matter as much as being on CNBC. Right. It, it's huge. And and again, people don't. I don't think you know, they necessarily understand just how powerful it is. Right. But like I said, it's really. Hey, I've got to put this to work. You know, for me and for my business and, and for my book. Again, if you just sit there and. You get quoted, you show up on TV and radio and you do these things. I'm not saying that you won't see a result from that alone, but I'm telling you, after all these years, it's the people who take that and know how to market it and leverage that credibility. They're the ones who see the most success from it. And it it drives me nuts because I've got so many people who who get such great publicity and they don't do anything with it. And it's like, ah, it just it drives me nuts because it's like, what's the point? You right. know, why are you wasting these this opportunity? <laughs> right. So But I you know, I had um Dr. Cherie Carter Scott on the show and she's a client of mine and and we're building a, a, a website with her and or for her and and you know she she was on Oprah and yeah. Oprah somehow got a hold of her book and I forget which book it was. Um, but she got, got a hold of her book. It's, I think it's, um, if life is a game, these are the rules. And, and she sold, I think over 4 million copies in 40 different languages. But when she was on Oprah, she hadn't sold that many. So Oprah got a hold of this book and loved the book and said, I want her on the show or something like that. And so they, they got her on the show and, and, 
literally, she said, the aftermath of being on Oprah. I mean, oh, I mean, I, this maybe this is a broad or a, a big statement, but I think Oprah's probably the most powerful media woman in the world. Right? I would agree. Like, I would totally agree yeah. with you. So, so if you're on Oprah and Oprah holds up your book and she says <laughs> to her audience and the camera, "Go get this book now!" Right? So, so she she said and and she she said we were not ready for this we were not ready for what happened and and so she said her book wasn't even published yet like it wasn't ready for purchase <laughs> She's like, oh, well you yeah, know okay let's 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 backtrack a second you know going against what i said if if oprah if you're on oprah and oprah <laughs> holds up your book it's game over right it's a totally different ball game right then. We're talking about your local paper or even your local morning TV show. Yeah, right. uh, Oprah is a, a completely different league. I mean, it's yeah. just nothing like that. So, of course, you know, that book is going to jump up, you know, the, the rankings, probably become a, a bestseller, New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestseller yeah. and yeah. sell out it like crazy. It did. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a totally different game when you have someone as powerful and recognized. <laughs> right. Right. Ooh. Wow. That's a game but change. I'll tell you. Um. My wife just said, follow Bruce's advice. Well-rounded, comprehensive strategy is important. And, and that's so true. It's so true. You, you got to, I mean, again, a shotgun approach definitely can, can, can make some, some dents, right, if you're up close. Um, but a, a, a very strategic laser rifle approach, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, can, can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, you know, I, I tell you, anyone who's out there and they're thinking, gosh, I'd, I'd love to get some publicity, best tip I could give you, just really follow, the easiest way to get publicity is follow the headlines, follow what's going on, and and then say, well, this is my expertise, I can speak about this event, you know, something's happening, and it might not be an everyday kind of a thing, and obviously it's a real crazy political environment out there right now, which is eating up a lot of space, unfortunately, but when you're area of expertise comes into play and they're covering that that's when you want to jump in and, and you know knock on their door you know hey mr journalist mr journalist i'm here i'm your expert let me speak to you let me offer some advice that's the best way for sure right right um so a couple of questions for you here sure. i've got um brenda phillips says so sending your book as gifts to influencers is a great idea right yes sure uh, you know again any strategy you know any you know you want to encompass di different things you know, generally speaking with publicity we don't just on the first shot you know send books all over the country right, you know the right. way at least we tend to typically do it is you know we we do our outreach and we try to get them you know interested and in, hey can i see the book can i speak to this author you know oh, i'd like to review the book i'd love to see the book and, and then we send it you know I, i've tried that where let me just randomly send out some books yeah, and yeah. it seems to work better the other way but but no no harm in sending it to influencers and you know asking uh, the, for the 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 challenge is and and I'm not saying I'm a huge influencer cuz I'm not I'm not on Cardone's level or you know but I I have a little bit of that but um you know I've I get a lot of books from people that send them to me right and hey you know and and I I have people on the show that that I'd say, hey, come on and promote your book. Jeffrey Gedimer just wrote a, a huge Napoleon Hill book, 
and it comes out on October 31st, I think. Um, and and he was on the show. We were promoting the the book, pre-promoting yeah. it, right? And but that's he's a guy that sold millions and millions. He's he's written fourteen books or fifteen books, and he's he's been a New York Times number one best-selling author multiple times. So you know, like, but if you're just getting started and it's your first book and nobody knows who you are and you send it to influencers, it's probably not going to get read. Right. I mean, again, it's not a, a very expensive strategy. Sure. It might be a little time consuming. It's worth a shot, but you know, who, who knows? It's, right. it's, you know, like you said, you get a lot of books and they, they're getting a lot of books. So yeah, it's, it's a tough one for sure. So, so the, my wife says, Bruce, what kind of clients do you work with? How can people connect with you? That's a great question, which I was going to ask, but she asked, sure. so let's roll. Sure, absolutely. I'm, I, I have, I don't know, I've kind of fallen into lately, mental health has been huge. I love a, a psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, social worker. Those are, we could do a lot with, uh, with those types. Any kind of doctor. Health is important. Uh, we've done, you know, financial advisors, uh, certain types of attorneys. Lifestyle. I've got a, a lady who's an etiquette expert, and she, we're setting the world on fire right now. You know, I, I, another one. He's she's an a, airline. She's a what kind of expert? Etiquette expert. I, I never like a mismanners type thing. You know, this oh. is how you use your fork. This is how you use your silver. I went out to lunch with her, and I was terrified. Right? I'm like, <laughs> am I am I eating right? Am I? You know, I was scared. Right? But I'm, I'm serious. True story. I was terrified. Oh my god! Like, I would. <laughs> But really, anyone who's definitely someone who's got an expertise that's in the news a lot, you know, that that's definitely an easy sell. Authors are a great one. Um, I love lifestyle topics. Those are great morning TV uh, topics, anything, you know, lifestyle driven. So, yeah, just a, a lot of different uh, a lot of different. One thing I'm trying to back off of a little bit. I hate to say this because I love these people are, are the motivational speaker types. And, and don't get me wrong. It's not a, a personal you know, thing or anything, but it's getting hard to sell when you have someone, it's a great book and you're giving you all this uplifting and positive advice, but it's like, you can only sell the positive thinking and overcome the obstacles, you know, so many times it, it's definitely gotten a lot harder to say. So you, you really want to say something different, unique and stand out from the crowd. That would be my, my best advice. Someone yeah. with that kind of message. Yeah. And so where, what did you say where they can follow you? Uh, sure. I mean, website serbinmedia.com and I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, I'm on Twitter. Don't really use it all that much, but I'm, but I'm on there. So yeah. What about Instagram? Hey, yeah. My daughter's gotten an Instagram account. <laughs> They're all the, you know, the 13 year olds sharing their pictures. It's not really my thing, but right. uh, I guess you could follow her if you want. <laughs> but no, there's, it's not my there's thing. uh, dude, the Instagram's huge now. That's what, you know, everyone's telling me that I, I just got to jump on the wagon, I guess. Yeah. I'm, yeah, to, uh, sounds like we could trade services. I'll help you. Yeah, I think but, so. Uh, but anyway, so so is there, you know, for for the person right now um, that's watching this that's stuck, that, that maybe they can't pay their bills, their electric's getting shut off, and I ask everybody this question. So, you know, maybe, and you've probably been there like, oh, my God, we're getting the electric shut off. How, what are we going to do? Or, or, or. Uh, I just watched my car get repossessed. <laughs> like I've had that happen in front of employees. That was not oh. a fun day. But like you know, like you, you, we all go through it. 
you you may deal with some of the most famous people in the world but you know and and it looks really cool like hey i'm this guy's you know i've i've helped him get but like dude we've all been through it all of us the, some of the most famous actors and actresses in the world have been through it and and so that person that's stuck that's lost all hope and they don't know what to do and they they feel like giving up throwing in the towel do whatever what what do you what would you say to that person what do you what do you say yeah. I've uh, been there more times than I care to remember. That's that's for sure. We all have. You know, one thing I guess this maybe goes against what most people would say or the opposite. You know, when I'm having one of those times or, or one of those days, sometimes I just, you know, I'm like, I hate to you know, it's like, screw this. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm taking a break. I just walk away from it. And it's yeah. like, you know, I, if I tend to just sit there and focus so hard on it and, and put all this time into effort. It's almost like, you know, the, the more time I spend on something sometimes, it's like it works against me. And I, I tend to have my best ideas when I'm not thinking about what I need to be thinking about. You know, I could be, you know, eating a meal with my family, taking a shower, or, you know, hear people wake up in the middle of the night and they have this great idea to, to grow their business. And that's how it's worked for me. It's like, just put it down for a minute, just go for a walk, go do something, you know, free up your mind and, and let it come to you. And, and I know there's times where you really just got to be laser focused, but it's for me anyway, the more I try, the harder I try, sometimes it, it seems to work against me. But, but, but I would just say, know this, that, you know, those tough times are, you know, they're temporary and, and we've all been there. I know that sounds so cliche to say we've all been there, but yeah. it, it's true. And it really does, you know, make you stronger when you come through it and, and you get on the other side of it and you, you, you get in control of it. It, it does, definitely make you stronger. So just hang tight. And, you know, one thing I would tell you, you know, working, doing a lot of work with these mental health professionals, I could tell you, don't hold it in, you know, find someone to talk to about it because, you know, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, as, as you know, Ken, it's, it's stressful. It can eat at you. It, and oh. I've seen, I've had friends, you know, it's anxiety, depression, things like don't hold it in, find someone to talk to and get it off your chest. You don't need to go through it yourself. That's for sure. Amen, man. Amen. Just make sure you're talking to the right people because some people say, well, you should just go get a job and not be a, you know, and I, 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 I heard that. I've so thought that at times, trust me. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, you get a job. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving up, you know, which actually is motivation, right? For me, like yeah. somebody tells me, go get a job. Yeah. It's on Seriously. like Donkey Kong, man. I'm not, you know, like. Okay, I I get it. I just need to make some more cold calls or something like you know, like turn it up. But but anyway, so Bruce, hey, listen, I, if, if everybody watching this, make sure you're following Bruce Serban. Send him a friend request, Bruce. Bruce, I well, can you will you publicly agree to accept all my friends? <laughs> absolutely, you're you're a good guy. Like absolutely, I appreciate for sure. it. So so make sure you're following Bruce. Connect with him. He's a great guy. Bruce, if you get a chance, there's some questions that were asked I know sure. we didn't answer. So maybe if you, you get an opportunity, you could pop in and answer some. But, dude, sure. thank you so much, man. You're a great guy. Really appreciate you coming on the show. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. So thank you all very much for watching. Really appreciate you. Make sure you follow Bruce and check him out at BruceSurban.com or SurbanMedia.com. And, um, yeah. Like, go follow him. You guys have a great day. Thanks a lot, Bruce. Thank you.